welcome you uh, tonight. Those of you who are here, welcome. And those of you who are joining us online, we welcome you in. As you can see, we are at the table again today. Uh, we'll get into what we're going to get into here in a second. Uh, before we do that, let's go before the Lord and just uh, thank him for this time that we have together. Father, we just thank you for this moment right now. We thank you that every moment is ordained by you. And so us being here in this room together and those watching online, this moment has been ordained before the foundations of the world. And you know the conversation. You know exactly what each hearer needs to hear this evening. You know exactly where we are in our lives, in our current condition. And so I thank you that as we talk this evening and as the word goes forth, that faith arises in us and that we uh, get our faith built up and nourished and that we move forward in faith. In the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, order our conversation. And we thank you that you are the teacher, the revealer of all things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, tonight we are at the table with two people, not one. This is Craig and Nasha Barton. And they have been members with, it's funny because they seem like they've been here just for a long time. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> for years. They've been here, it's a, it's a little over a year. Uh, they've been, uh, from the time that they came, they just, you know, all in, 100%. And so uh, they're, they've been involved in probably every area <laughs> of ministry. And so uh, we're grateful to have them at the table tonight. And what we're going to talk about, we could have gone in many directions. Uh, I'm sure you'll be seeing them again. Uh, but uh, we are going to be talking about effective communication in a marriage. And so I'm excited about the conversation. You may need that, you may not. I always give a copy to folks. Uh, I'm excited about this conversation. Uh, we'll hear a bit about their journey uh, in, in communication and then uh, also maybe a little bit about their, their marriage, how they met, that kind of thing. So get some background. Uh, those of you who are joining us, if you don't know Craig and Nasha, you can learn more about them because they are on social media. They have the Craig and Nasha show. Uh, you can follow them on YouTube. Uh, they are also on Facebook. You can follow them there. Uh, and so they're just a wonderful couple that we have in the church, and we just thank God for them. So let's get started tonight. <laughs> Welcome to the table. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you for having us. Yes. All right. So to put this conversation in context, what does effective communication look like or mean to each of you? I can go first. Um, I wrote some things down. Um, so I said that effective communication is when both the husband and the wife can get their point across to one another in a way that um, each other understands and receives from one another. It means um, getting your point across without intentionally hurting the other person. Mm -hmm. um, and it means it involves listening and needs to involve humility as well. Oh, that's good. Ooh, that's really good. I perfectly agree with her. We were actually talking about this last night. We was like, we got to get this right. But, <laughs> but honestly <Collaborate>. speaking, <laughs> exactly. Honestly speaking, um, effective communication is you're trying to relay what's on your heart and mind to 
her heart and mind, mm -hmm. and you're going into it without a bias, looking for the best outcome for you both. That's good. That's so, good. So to me, that's what effective communicate. You can communicate, but do you want to communicate communicate effectively? Yeah, that's good. Good, good. So how long have the two of you been married? Um, almost three and a half years. Um, next month will be three and a half years. Awesome. Yeah. What, is that what was that your answer? <laughs> that was my that was, that was my answer. Usually we got it down to a science, and the guys are like, eh, round up about four years. Exactly. He was ready to say four years. Yeah. All right, and but we got to say though, he's good with dates because her birthday anniversary. If you follow them on uh, social media, you'll see he does all kinds of things. So he always knows. So that's good. All right, so how did the two of you meet? Give us some background on okay, that. I have to tell this story, at least my <laughs> part first. Okay, so we met on Twitter, okay? Um, so Craig was actually kind of famous back in the day when I met him, okay? <laughs> he won't tell this side of the story, but I will. Um, in 2011, I joined Twitter without any um, intent of finding my husband. Um, so I joined in like October 2011 and we connected in December 2011. But prior to that, what caught my attention about his Twitter page was he was always tweeting about God and the word. Mm -hmm. So, but I have to back up a little bit. So the reason why I said he was famous, if you know anything about Twitter, it's like if you see someone with like 5,000 plus yeah. followers, and they're only following 10 or 20 yeah. people. That was him. So he had all of these followers, and so I felt like, like, why did he follow me back? So I was one of the 20 that made the cut. I still don't know, like, how. So, um, so I started to, like, you know, creep on this page a little bit. I'm like, oh, okay, he's handsome. He's tweeting a word and stuff. So I just kept my eye on him a little bit. Uh -huh. So months go by, and I'm just like, you know, liking his tweets and stuff like that. And then he posts a tweet that says he's looking for some new Christian buddies. And oh. so I was like, ooh, I should respond to this. I'll be your buddy. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I responded, and I was like, hi, I saw your tweet. I'm a Christian, and I'm also looking for new Christian buddies. And so uh, we exchanged numbers, and like maybe a week later, he texted me, and we, we built a really great friendship for about five years, and we didn't start courting until 2016. Oh, wow. Yeah. Does that sum it up? That's, is that, yeah, your, is so that your view of the right? Are you going to add to it, though? So, you want to add? Go ahead. Sure, sure. So what she said was absolutely right. Um, if you want to say Twitter famous, I guess. <laughs> um, I just, you know, I was looking for, you know, new people to reach out to mm -hmm. and talk to and stuff like that. And we did exchange numbers. Um, in the long view, over to, from 2011 to 2016, uh, we were good friends, but we talked on and off. I mean, we would literally go months without talking. Then okay. when we would talk, it would be hours on Skype or uh, Uvu, whatever it was yeah. back then. Okay. And um, But she always she always caught my eye. There's always something special about Nasha mm. that, I was, that had me, you know, I was yep. like, she could be my wife someday. Ah, <laughs> so there were those thoughts. <laughs> he knew. He knew. That's awesome. All right, that's cool. So you talked talked a little bit about this, but uh, during the dating process, your main methods of communication and how often you communicate, you said on and off, that was before the dating process. Correct. And uh, so where did you live? So in proximity to each other too during that time? Um, I lived in um, Easton, Easton Mass, and she lived in Steubenville, Ohio. Okay, so this was long distance. This is far. <laughs> okay. All right. So what? So when you started dating, mm -hmm. 
So how did you get to dating from that? Oh, wow. So, <laughs> I have to take you back to 2015. So he texted me. I still remember the day. It was August the 2nd, 2015. This was after months of not talking. Like he said, we would go months without speaking. But it wasn't any, like, bad turns. It was just, like, we, we both were in college. We kept up with, with each other when we could. So he reached out to me in 2015 of August and said, um, you know, Nasha, I really been doing. He wanted to call me, but I was at work. So he's like, I could tell it was important. He's like, can I text you? It's really important. I was like, yeah, that's fine. Um, so he was like, I've been doing a lot of self-reflecting and different things like that. And um, I came to a point in my life where I want to seriously pursue you. I want to make you my wife. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> now, he has presented this at other times throughout the years, but mm -hmm. not to this magnitude. Uh -huh. Other times, I'll be like, oh, we're really good friends. Let's just stay friends yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But this was the first time in my life when I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's actually pursue this. Mm -hmm. So he came down like two, three weeks later for the first time, and it went horrible. It was oh. terrible. <laughs> it was not a fairy tale. So I knew him as Craig, my friend, uh -huh. and like, it was like out of my comfort zone. It was okay. out of what we were used to. Okay. And he was all just like open arm, like, come here. And I'm like, I know, like, I want you back on Skype go where on I'm Twitter. comfortable. Go yeah, exactly. So it did not go well. I was like, oh my goodness. I, I, I don't know why I thought this was a good idea. I was like, oh, wow. the fastest thing. I'm like, okay, he was only, he came in on a Saturday and he was leaving Sunday after church. Oh, so it was like a quick, he had to go to work. He had to go to work on Monday and he only had Saturday and Sunday off. It was a new job. Wow. so he couldn't take off so he was dedicated he was determined so he wow. left on Sunday after church and although I was like oh my goodness this is just not going to work out I, I, I'll text him about it when he get back home soon as he walked away and was going into the airport I felt sad I was like oh I kind of miss him oh, like it was see? like one of those things see? where like make up your mind um so six months later we we kind of didn't talk too much after that um he was disappointed I was disappointed too but I think him more so but uh, we kept in touch a little bit and then six months later he came back down in February of 2016 kind of like let's try this again mm -hmm. and it went better so yeah. it's like okay so from there you know yeah and it's funny because you seem like the quiet type mm -hmm. and you're the more outgoing type and to see him to be oh Oh, exactly. He has to. He, he, he knew like, you were gonna be his wife. Open, oh. This and that coming off the plane, I was like, this "Oh, is a that's too so much. funny!" Yeah. He was away, oh like, wow! You know. How did you feel after that trip? Like, how did you feel? Because she just said how she felt. Oh, I was frustrated, oh. disappointed. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. you that was like a sacrifice taking off at the work and coming down, flying. Did you you flew down? I, I she flew, said, yep. "Yeah, Plane tickets are cheap." <laughs> <laughs> you made an investment. <laughs> it was a whole investment. Oh wow! So okay, so then six months goes by, mm -hmm. and then what? So we were kind of, so when he got back to Massachusetts, he uh, contacted me and was like, we need to talk about how the weekend went. And I was like, uh, <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm kind of cooking dinner right now. Can we text about it? <laughs> I didn't want to get on the right, phone right. because it was like a hard conversation yeah. to have because 
Yeah. I, I finally reached a place where I did want to pursue yeah. where this could go, but it just didn't go mm-hmm. the way I wanted to go or the way he wanted it to go. So we texted about. He's like, you know, the weekend didn't go the way I wanted to go. I'm like, me either. And we're like, we came to a conclusion. We're like, okay, let's not give up on it completely, but not right now. Let's mm-hmm. just stay friends. So mm-hmm. that's the conclusion we we decided to stay with, and we kind of just focused on other areas of our lives. And then I would say a few months came by, and he was like, you know, I want to try to come out there again. And I was like, okay, let's let's try this again. So he came in February um and so it was better and stuff like that and then um he went back home and we kind of built on that relationship and he was like okay you know I want to come back he came back again it was better and he was like okay I want to move forward with courting Mm -hmm. and I was like okay you got to get my granddad's blessing (laughs) he's like I was just down there (laughs) so he he bought another plane ticket and came right back (laughs) looking correct (laughs) <laughs> he, he's like, I was just down there. Why didn't you tell me that that's what you want? I was like, I didn't know you were going to ask me to court you. <laughs> I love it. So he came right back down and, you know, I was like, this is important to me. This is something I've been praying about since yeah. forever. I'm like, I need my granddad's blessing on whoever I'm going to marry. He's yeah. my spiritual father. Yeah. He knows me. He can see things that I can't see. And that's yeah. very important. Um, so he came down, talked to my grandfather. My grandfather was like, you know, you don't have to do this, but, uh, you know, I'll give you my blessing. You know, I don't see anything. Mm-hmm. So from there, it was, uh, he went back home. He didn't move to West Virginia to be closer to me right away. That okay. was six months later. Okay. Later on down the year. Okay. That he felt like he wanted to be closer. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He, he made a lot a of sacrifices. A lot. Then moved. Wow. Yeah. He's like, mm-hmm, I sure <laughs> did. <laughs> This is true. I love it. So, so you said um, he he went back. It seems like during this whole process, because we're talking about communication, there was a lot of communication. There was. Yeah, there was a lot of communication because again, you're not together, and I get what you mean. Sometimes texting in a situation like that is easier, isn't it? But then at the same time, you don't get that emotional. Okay, how are they feeling emotionally? Because that's part of communication, body language all of that so to not get on a call and just to text is kind of the easy way out yeah. sometimes isn't it yeah. it's not effective communication though because no, you can totally misinterpret what someone's exactly. saying right exactly. so all right so you did a lot of communication during that time through skype or whatever uh that is okay so um then eventually you got married you moved there mm-hmm. married mm-hmm. does that happen so it was six months you moved back there, uh, or you moved August. there in August, okay. And you were married how long after that? Uh, 2000, it's 2017, December. December. So okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Our courtship lasted, it started in... Eight months? No, our, our engagement was eight months. Our courtship started February of 2016, and we got married in December of 2017. Okay. So, so we, you had a we, fair fair courtship there, yeah. especially in these days and yeah. times, right? <laughs> <laughs> Although there's people 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm turning around. Look. <laughs> that that was that was a, there's there's people who have and there's another one in here too. <laughs> Long courtships. And so um so yeah, I mean, ours was very short. Only we didn't take long at all. Um, but yeah, when you know, you know, you know. And then you move. That's a lot of sacrifice to make. Yeah. And so you know that he who finds a wife finds a good thing, and you found a good thing. So Favor you sp- from the Lord. Yeah, isn't that what an attitude? What an attitude. That's awesome. You are blessed, yes, my dear. I am. All right. Okay. So um, challenges. 
during the whole you know dating process leading up to marriage and even you know through marriage uh communication challenges any come up oh yeah <laughs> definitely okay. yes. so so give us some insight because like you said we was i think with beginning long distance um texting was our primary way of communicating mm -hmm. and when we had time skype facetime um so when we finally when i moved to um, closer to her texting was still the primary way we com uh, communicated um with a little bit more face-to-face -face, of mm -hmm. course but the face-to-face -face wasn't effective at all okay i don't mm -hmm. think so in the um texting it showed its lack of okay. effectiveness as okay. well okay absolutely i think because our schedules one thing is he had a really really crazy schedule when he moved to um, be closer to me um, he was working like 11 hours a day i was a full-time student so we were really busy and so we were only really see each other at church and stuff or i'll come over a little bit down there exactly <laughs> So that was like part wow. of that was part of like and the then you were probably feeling bad. Yeah, I, I exactly. Know I but I thought this is like part of getting into effective communication. I thought I had communicated to him oh. like I know you're making a big sacrifice moving from your family coming here, but I, I want you to understand how my life is right now. I'm yeah. really busy. Yeah. I'm like always on the go. I'm never home. Yeah. My yeah. family can't keep up with me. I'm in the car, <laughs> out the car, in school, at church. I mean, I'm everywhere. So I thought I had communicated that with him so that he will know. He knew Busy Nation all these years, but yeah. now this is court in Busy Nation. Okay. So I wanted him to just jump on board yeah. with, I'm busy, you know I'm busy. So when you come down here, of course I'm going to see you, make yeah. time for you, but it wasn't communicated well. Okay. And so he came with an expectation that we would spend more time together. And so mm -hmm. that was a lot of uh, uh, challenges that arose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also when we did text, um, there were things that came across as serious or with an attitude from both of our parts. And it was like, it's not even like that, <laughs> especially from his part, because he doesn't add like the LOLs at the end of oh, messages. And stuff. Yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> he help. says is what he says. And so if, and I look at a mess, I'm like, who are you talking no, you to? Like, yeah, and he's like, I was actually playing when I said that, but it's like, it's, it hasn't been received well and because you're not spending that much time in person yeah, to yeah. build that relationship. Um, a courtship is different than a friendship, so that was part of the transition that was hard as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there was a lot of communication challenges. There was a lot of talking on top of talking we had to do to get on the same page about mm -hmm. where we were and where we wanted to go. Yeah. yeah. Did you want to add something to that? Uh, yeah, I agree with her. For one, my communication was not effective at all, and that was something I had to grow into mm -hmm. um, while being married. But um, there were things I was like, upset about um the ex like time expectation i was like mm -hmm. i came all the way over here for you <laughs> i know right you know what i mean i didn't even see you i don't blame <laughs> you <laughs> so i didn't but i didn't know how to really yeah. effectively communicate that to her yeah you yeah know what i mean right right so. yeah ah okay okay good so there were communication challenges how did you how okay so how did you resolve some of those you a said talking, talking on top of okay. talking. <laughs> okay. like a lot of okay. talking. It took a lot of, okay, do we really want this? Do mm -hmm. really believe in this relationship? Mm -hmm. Do really believe God is bringing us together? Mm -hmm. So we need to work through these challenges. So it was a lot of talking. As you guys can see, I'm a talker and he's not. <laughs> so at the end of the day, he'll say something, just be plainly put. 
and I need more detail. I need you to explain more. Yeah. And it's like a lack of it's detail. Very yeah, very brief <laughs> and to the point. And I'm like, okay, what do you mean by that? Well, I said what I said. Okay, I need you to explain. So, and then when he's done with the conversation, I'm just getting started. <laughs> I need, to, I need, we we're, we got so much more to talk, right. to talk about. So, right. um, we just had to do a lot of talking. Okay. I mean, a lot yeah. of talking, praying. We started to pray together at the church. Um, we picked a day every week. Um, we picked a day to pray and fast together and to really try to get some direction about where we were going, get some clarity and help us with those challenges. And mm. I think that all of those things went along with. Yeah. Good. Did you want to add something? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Because like I wasn't good at communicating. I don't think so anyway. Now that I look back, but I was, you know, I felt like I said my piece and you still want to talk about it. What's there to talk about? I told Sign, you. Sign, sealed, and delivered. <laughs> I Done. told you how I feel. Just, you know, what closure, what follow-up do you need? So right, right, right. I was not good at, you know, helping her get clarity. Yeah. Women are very different, aren't they? I was, <laughs> I was <we>? learning. <laughs> I was learning. Yeah, that's a new, a new skill set males have to develop to communicate with a woman. Yes. Especially your woman. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's good. All right. So we resolved some of those talk by talking, by communicating. <laughs> by actually yeah. talking. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you said you weren't a good communicator. I thought I was. <laughs> 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 Until I got to marriage and courtship. I'm like, I've never had a I've never. People have always told me I was a great communicator. Yeah. So I'm like, how, how don't you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm, I. So I thought that I was, but apparently I wasn't. So I had to really reassess yeah. Yeah. what I was saying because okay. I was somebody who could just get up and say something without like rehearsing it. Yeah. I'm not really think about what I was going to say, just say it. Yeah. But with him, I needed to be more intentional about what I was saying and how I was saying it mm -hmm. because, mm -hmm. you know, things came into play like, okay, it's not so much what you said, but how you said that. Mm -hmm. Your tone mm -hmm. wasn't mm -hmm. really good. I'm like, no one ever told me anything about my tone or this is how I've always talked to people. Yeah. They, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But you're dealing with a different individual now and this yeah. is not any type of friendship. This is someone you're trying to make your husband. So yeah. a lot of things came into play that I never had to think about. I'm like, oh, maybe I need to work on communication. Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> so I, I, so I did have yeah. to work on it yeah. because this is a completely different relationship. And you said something about effective communication that really gives you insight into how he communicates. He said it's communicating with that person's heart and mind mm -hmm. and my heart and mind and her heart and mind. And so he wants that deeper level of communication and you know, you want details, he wants deeper level of communication, but short and sweet. Short and sweet. <laughs> you know, it's that brief, but that's important to him. So when you don't have to rehearse and you throw something out, he's probably like, wait a minute, you're, you didn't tell me exactly. what you needed to tell me. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, something if I could say is, you know how people have a love language? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's also, people have a communication yeah. language. There's yeah. a specific way people communicate yeah. effectively. Yeah. And ours are two different ways. That <laughs> completely the way we communicate. Yeah. Yeah. And that could be in preference or just how, why, and you know, where. Hers is different from mine, and we had to take a lot of time on bringing that to mesh mm -hmm. together. That's good. Especially on the marriage level, because yeah. we were just talking in circles. Yeah. In circles, you yeah. know, yeah. like two, three hours, but literally getting nowhere. <laughs> 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. And this is, so that's three and a half years that you've been married, right? 
but you were together, so it's probably like five years oh, now? Yeah. yeah, or more. 2016. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, this is, and think about people who have been married, you know, 50 years. <laughs> They're still learning how to communicate, you know what I mean? And But you, at least right at the beginning, you realize, ooh, problem. We got to Big be more problem. intentional <laughs> about this. Yeah, that's good. That's because uh, that's going to save you a lot of heartache. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, that's good. People who aren't married yet, listen. And people who are married only for a short time, <laughs> you know, listen. And those who have been married a long time, listen. <laughs> Everyone can really uh, get something out of this. Okay, so how important, and just from hearing you, we kind of answered this, but we're just going to ask, how important do you believe that communication is in a marriage? If you could give it a number from one to five, uh, how important do you think it is? Five. Five. Absolutely a five. And the reason why I say that is because I kind of look at communication as like a pillar in marriage. I think Christ is always our foundation. But I think there are certain pillars in marriage that if you don't have it, um, a lot of things can be open for Satan to come in and attack your marriage. And I think communication is one of those pillars. I think intimacy is a pillar. And I think prayer is a pillar. That's just my own personal yeah. belief. If you don't have that and Christ isn't your foundation, you really have an open door for Satan to That's come in. Good. So um, it's very important. I don't think you can have a strong marriage without. I don't think you can close the enemy um, close the door to the enemy without the without it because think about it if you're not communicating together and you're in the corner pouting I'm in the corner pouting and I have my <laughs> preconceived notions and you have yours the devil can come in and whisper in your ear oh yes. you know the lady at work she'll listen to you Ooh. you know or you know the guy at work he said this right because we're not communicating yeah. that leaves a, a open door for Satan to come and fill our That's minds right. with things so I think it's ultimately important it's a pillar in my opinion that's good yeah, it's a five because communication is the doorway to either a happy marriage <laughs> or a miserable marriage. Yes. And um, a verse that I've been thinking about more and more and just in, in our marriage is Ephesians 4, 26, 27. Mm -hmm. is don't let the sun go down on your anger or, and give no room to the devil. Yeah. Simply because yeah. if you go to sleep angry, Sean, I, I've done it and I'm sure yeah. other people have done it yeah. as well. Is Like she said, you got these thoughts running through your head. You're getting no good sleep. Yeah. Also, you have no peace yeah. now. And everything is just off track. Yeah. Off yeah. track. And she's the kind of she's the kind of woman that, you know, if I brought home a, a five thousand dollar check, but we yeah. we not there, you know, <laughs> it don't matter. It, it doesn't don't, matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know, that's good. Like, yeah. We still need to talk to you. <laughs> 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 and you're sitting down till we finish the conversation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's good. You yeah. said Ephesians, I'm going to switch this with you because I wrote this scripture down. It's, you said Ephesians 4, 26 and 27. Mm -hmm. Two verses down from that is a verse that has been going through my heart because of this. And it says uh, in the message, watch the way you talk. Mm -hmm. Let nothing foul or dirty come out of your mouth. Say only what helps. Each word is a gift. Amen. And so Amen. it says, Amen. let no corrupt communication. So on the tail end of don't let the sun go down upon your wrath watch your communication and so that's awesome that's a good verse that you said there that's good i think that's so big um i know for me that's big because i'm big on um respect mm. and, and honor which i feel like a lot of men are mm. but it, it, it runs deep with me that's good <laughs> that's good i yeah. don't want you talking to me any old way mm -hmm. especially as my wife you know yeah. what i mean so 
on the flip side, I, if I can't, I can't be out of line with her either because it's going, like I said, throw off everything. Yeah. It's going to throw off the peace in the home, mm -hmm. the love in the home. Mm -hmm. There's nothing happening. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, you have to watch your words. You have, yeah. you know, she could be sensitive sometimes. Yeah, which is fine. Right, right. But you can't be talking to your spouse right. any type of way. Yeah, that's good. You know? That's really good. Both ways, right? That's good. All right. So that's number five. That is that important. All right. When did you really learn that communication in a marriage was this important? Number five. I think in the beginning of year two, we just really had to stop and pause and say, okay, we're going around in circles. Year one was fun, and, huh? Oh, you're, everyone year told us, everyone told us that your first year of marriage was going to be the worst. They was oh. like, prepare yourself. You're not going to want, you're not going to stay in him sometimes. And we kept checking in throughout our first year of marriage. We was like, what? This is the worst year? We didn't have, I can't remember Bruising. one argument, one disagreement. We were just like, so like in sync. But something happened year two. Like, I don't know if the yeah. devil just was like, uh-uh, we can't have this or what. Or we were just too, like, you know, up here to understand. But we just was like, wait, something is happening. We're not communicating well. You're saying one thing, and it's I'm hearing something else because uh -huh. you're saying you didn't say that. And I'm saying, no, that's what you said. That's what I heard. So we had to really, I think it was definitely in the beginning of year two, would you say? Absolutely. Yeah, Pretty that we had too. to really sit down and say, wait a minute. And I mean, when I say sit down and talk about, I'm talking about these were late nights into early morning. Sometimes wow. we was talking for three to five hours straight. Wow. Because I'm the type of person, like you said, I, I really just don't have peace unless we on one accord. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This is my husband. This is who I live with, reside with the closest person to me other than God. We need to be on one accord. And if, and if nobody's around, I still need us to be on one accord. So I'm like, we're not going to sleep until we talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's, nobody's sleeping in the house until we talk about this. So it, it was a lot of conversations that yeah. happened really early in year two to kind of really get us on the same page about, what, what communication style is going to work for you and what's going to work for me? Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I think it was definitely in a year two. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I told her, uh, yeah, in terms of the communication style and communication languages, you know, we had to figure that out. I was like, Naisha, I don't want to be up all night talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is not my style. <laughs> that's not my style. That's not my style, because one, when if I don't get sleep, I'm a little cranky. <laughs> now we're going to have a communication issue. Yeah, I was like, we're not getting anywhere, so we mm. have to, you know, meet somewhere in the middle. So if it's something like, you know, she comes to me, I, I want to talk to this, talk to you about something. I was like, okay, cool. Can we do it tomorrow? Yeah. You know, at 2 o'clock. It's really mean? hard for me, because I'm thinking about it all we at work. Right I'm now. like, we got we to gotta talk about this. And I'm like, I got to go to work, like, in two hours. I cannot be up here talking yeah. to you right now. Yeah. So. So you had to really talk about talking. <laughs> talk about talking. Talk about yeah. talking. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Now, was there a lot of yelling and screaming during that too? So there wasn't yelling. It no, was actually talking. There were times that he, like, he's really soft-spoken, so he doesn't raise his voice too much, even when he's upset. Me, on the other hand, I can raise my voice. There were instances where I did, and he was like, look, if we're going to talk first things <laughs> you first. Talk, you cannot talk to me like that. And also, I, I use it as a crush, but it's true. I come from a family of loud people. Uh -huh. I mean, this uh -huh. is soft compared to how they talk. <laughs> you can hear them down the street like, and without a microphone. And 
just to, just to prove my point, me and my sister off story, we used to work at McDonald's with each other. And we were in the window. They had us working together. And we're just talking and laughing. They ran back there. They thought we were fighting. They were like, oh, my goodness, girls, don't, don't. We're like, what? We're just talking. So that's where I come from. And so with him, his whole family is more soft-spoken. soft-spoken. You yeah. know, His sister's yeah, right Yeah, very soft-spoken. Very soft. Until you talk to him, you never know that so much is in them because yeah. they won't, unless yeah. you talk to them, that you don't really know. So that was one thing. I'm like. I didn't realize I was screaming. That was mm-hmm. one thing. I'm like, oh, oh, y'all need to adjust this. You know, he, he, yeah. so, but other times I was yelling because I was mm-hmm. upset. And he yeah. was like, listen, first things first, I don't do the yelling. Mm-hmm. So that had to switch real quick. If I was going to get any type of talking, because yeah. he was just going to sit there like, I'm not talking to you. Yeah. So the, there were, were times, but that was changed very quickly wow. because, yeah. 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 Wow. All right, so did you, during that time, create some kind of communication plan? Uh, how did you put that together? What did you do with that? Yeah, so we literally had to sit down, sit down and talk about, like, hey, we need to do better with our communication. I said, okay, if we're going to do better with our communication, I can't stay up all night, but also I can't avoid you for, like, a week as well. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So we got to find a middle ground. You know what I mean? Don't be yelling at me. Yeah. Don't be saying any type of thanks to her. You know, mm-hmm. we had to find a middle ground to mm-hmm. effectively communicate okay. to get somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I would say we, we not going to say master, but I think we've, we've come a long way with how to communicate, you know, adjust your tone and, and but not so much as when, because I can still be a little pushy with, like, honey, I can't go to sleep. We need to talk about this. I'm sorry. Um, but I think the how, adjusting those things that would be disrespectful, that would be not the right tone. But um, I, I think we're still working on when, and that's on my part. Yeah. yeah. All right. Good. Um, how do you know when you've effectively communicated something? How do each of you know that? How do you know that she got it or that she understands or that he understands? How do you know that? Um, one way I can tell my blood pressure ain't up <laughs> <laughs> and I don't feel stressed. So yeah, basically yeah. what I mean is I told her what was on my heart and you could t- say it in two different ways. You can yell it mm-hmm. or you can communicate it. Mm-hmm. So I told her what was on my heart and mind. I feel good. I feel at peace. Lord, it's in your hands now. Mm-hmm. And she gets it. She mm-hmm. got it. You know yeah. what I mean? So I'm yeah. like, oh, this is great. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know? I would say one way I know that he has really hurt me is that um, he doesn't necessarily come out of the conversation with a solution right away. He's thinking about it. He's like, okay, I heard you. Let me think about this. I'm going to adjust this, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about how we can do this. That's good. If, if he comes back and he's like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do better. I think he's just trying to rush the mm-hmm. conversation, mm-hmm. and there's real, there, there will be no real action behind it. Yeah. But if he's like, okay, I heard you. Let me think about this. Um, talk and we'll talk about it a little more. Can we talk about this a little more? I'm like, okay, he heard me. I know yeah. he heard me. Yeah. To, to jump on that is she's absolutely right because I'm a thinker. Like you just, can tell, just naturally, mm-hmm. I'm a thinker. So uh, are I'm you a planner too? Planner, yes. thinker. Mm-hmm. I'm just cautious. I was mm-hmm. like, I got to get this right. I want to bring the best information to you. Mm-hmm. But if I'm saying, okay, Nature, yeah, sure. I just uh, really want to just, just kind of blowing around. Blow, you. you know, get let me go to sleep. <laughs> that type of thing. Right. So. That's another way is like, hey, if you want the best outcome out of this, you got to, you know, mm-hmm. you know, do this my way as well. Yeah. We got to meet each other in the middle. Yeah, that's good. So that's how you gauge 
<laughs> you, if you, you're, okay, there's peace there. <laughs> Blood pressure's not us. And then you, when he's not just throwing out something like, yeah, yeah, patting on the head. All right, go back yeah, to sleep, right, Nisha. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 thinking about the conversation, and you know, let's let's follow up yeah. at, at, a, at another date or uh, determined time. That's good. Um, let's see. Uh, what advice would you give to a couple that is struggling right now? Uh, with communication? How do they start to fix this? The first thing I'm going to say is that you need to address this in prayer. Um, we cannot resolve anything in our marriages. Uh, marriage is something that's spiritual without prayer. Mm. Um, I think that as a couple, it's very important to pray together about different challenges that come up. And if communication is a challenge, pray, take it together mm. to God. Say, God, we cannot get on the same page about this. We want a healthy marriage. We want a healthy communication. If, it, if we take one day a week, we, we pray together sometimes throughout the week, but we have one consistent day that we pray together. And we any issues that's going on in our marriage, we touch and agree about them together. Sure. Um, so that's the first and foremost thing. Another second thing I would say is water your marriage. Invest in your marriage. Get books. If you if you can attend a seminar, if you can attend some type of thing, invest in your marriage. I think a lot of times we invest in a lot of things for ourselves personally. It's the cute dress, shoes, dinner. But if you want a healthy marriage, you need to invest in yeah. that. There are people who are called to the ministry of marriage, and they pour their hearts into DVDs and CDs. Um, pray and ask God to lead you to those individuals. One of the people that have been a, such an influence on me and my husband is Dr. Tony Evans. Mm -hmm. We have a kingdom marriage series. We watch together. We talk about it at the end of it. Um, and like I said, we pray together. But I listen to what it means to be a wife on my own time. He's listened to things. There are people that are called investing your marriage. If there's a marriage retreat that you can go to, go to it. Invest yeah, in your marriage. Yeah. Plan a year in advance. You need that. Um, Another thing I would say is this is this is very important. Keep people out of your marriage. Mm -hmm. Keep people out of the arguments that Come you on. have with your spouse yeah. because if you have a, a argument, you go and you call your mom, it's like, I can't believe he said this. <laughs> and you and your mom had a conversation, or you and your sister, and y'all came up with a solution. You come bring that mindset back to yeah. your husband. Your yeah. mom and your sister, they're not in the marriage. So if you want effective communication, a lot of times I find you have a friend in your ear, or you have somebody, so a co-worker at work who's mm -hmm. feeding into that that confusion because yeah. it's really confusion and yeah. you're taking that back to your house so keep people out of your marriage and lastly respect at all times if you feel like you will not be respectful at this time having this conversation it's not the best time to have it mm -hmm. you need to go take a nap or take a, a shower a walk go work out yeah. you know you want to be respectful at all times you you cannot and like he said I think men in general, but I can speak for my husband, he's very big on respect. Mm -hmm. And so I can't disrespect him, not even talking about my tone anymore, but in what I'm saying to yeah. him, belittle yeah. him, and things like that in the midst of a conversation and think I'm going to get the best result. Mm -hmm. Respect is huge. So if you cannot, and that's on both ends, but I'm just speaking from a woman's perspective, you cannot approach this conversation in a respectful manner. Talk to him. I need to keep in the forefront of my mind. I'm talking to a man of God. That's right. That's then right. I cannot have this conversation right now. That's good. So those are uh, four points that I wrote down. I would tell anybody that's struggling with communication right now. Amen, sweetie. And one thing she said, keep people out of your marriage. Obviously, 
talk to people. God, there's godly people you can talk to, whether discernment, mm-hmm, your mm-hmm. own pastor, mm-hmm. you know, counseling. Yeah. I, I'm, we're in agreement with those things. But if you just had an argument, you go yeah. to your friend and mm-hmm. say, yeah, yeah you bet. did this. Mm-hmm. Or, yo, can you believe she did this? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. You two will get move on from it. But your friend is still like uh-huh. still looking at your your, yeah. your your wife or your husband right. weird because they're right. still stuck on it. Y'all moved on, so you know <laughs> they don't know it was resolved. Th- yeah, exactly. And yeah. Um, so because you don't go back and tell them that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we don't go back and tell them that part. So yeah, yeah that's another reason you don't want to um, let people in. That's your good. Marriage, the low points. Tell them the great things. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Tell them how that's good the it good point. it is. Yeah, that's excellent. Did you have anything else on that? And in terms of um, advice, I would just say, read your Bible, study mm-hmm. the Bible, because the Bible really gives good information and yeah. advice on how to talk, mm-hmm. when to talk, and um, the Bible is really has a lot of wisdom in it. Yeah, communication. It sure does. Um, as a man, study your wife. That's one of the Ooh, best things you can do. That's I'm, I, I, you know, I study Nisha all that's the time. That's good. And, you know, I know a lot of things about her that, you know, if I want to try to get in my favor, I know how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> so, but just study, study. You got a witness back there. <laughs> um, study your wife just so you can know how to talk to her and communicate that's uh, so best good. with her. That's so good. Study the Bible and study your wife. That's good. And you, you realize that um, God used marriage um, for the church. I mean, that's his prime example of us as the church. It's a marriage. You know, he, ta- he shows us that in the word of God. And so that's uh, communication. There's a lot. Proverbs will tell you Proverbs. a lot of shut the mouth. <laughs> Proverbs is really clear on what to do when it comes to if you can't say anything, you know, that's going to be edifying or blessing. Our moms told us that, right? Uh, you know, go like she said, go take a shower or something. All right. So um, we know that communication in general is important. And if we develop effective communication skills when we're young, we can carry it with us into marriage. What are some steps you would recommend to a young person or a single person to improve their communication skills? You told us, you know, looking back, you know, maybe I wasn't really good at communicating. So what would you tell your younger self, someone who's, who's was in that situation? Um, definitely. And I've told Nisha this before and my sister, that, so this is not going to be a big surprise. Growing up in my household, we didn't talk about things a lot, mm. you know, arguments or whatever. They would just on to, on to the next day. We didn't mm-hmm. communicate that. Mm-hmm. So as a child, I never really learned to talk, communicate, and talk about my feelings. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this made me feel some type of way. So when I finally, you know, right. meet, you know, meet my wife, start courting her, I don't know how to deal with this. Right. Like To work through things. Work and through talk, things. Yeah. No, and I don't, honestly, I was like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> right. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but in terms of advice, you have friendships and family members right now that you can talk to, mm-hmm. you can communicate with. Um, not everybody does any, everything perfect, mm-hmm. so... You know, if Neil, my sister, for example, she finds something she doesn't like that I do, communicate, talk to me about that. She mm-hmm. has another friend, a parent, communicate that. So that's going to help your communication skills once you get into marriage. That's good. That's good. Absolutely. I would say definitely advocate for yourself in your different relationship that you have now. If it's a friendship and you feel like you can't speak up to your friend and tell them that they offended you 
or they hurt your feelings, then practice now. Even if you got to start off texting it, like, I want to talk to you about something. (laughs) But I would encourage you to get, you know, to grow even in that. But definitely talk to the, even if it's like, you know, like you, he said, it's a brother and sister relationship. Don't just um, let emotions sit mm-hmm. within you without dealing with it. Um, definitely, I always have to do this. I have to say pray, um, pray and talk to God. Make a habit of talking to God. So there's prayer and then there's talking to God. Mm-hmm. And you want to get in the habit of just, I mean, just driving your car, going about your business at work, just talking, make it a habit of talking to God. Say, God, you know, I'm really frustrated today. You know what? I'm just, I'm frustrated. If you practice just talking to God about how you feel, um, then I think that is also helping you. And then I will also ask, um, encourage you to get out of your comfort zone. Um, if there's somebody maybe at work or a friend, a coworker, like in my instance, like maybe a new teacher or somebody that I'm a little curious about, instead of just sitting there quiet and wondering about that, just go introduce yourself. Yeah. You can start off small. You don't have to hold a 20-minute conversation at first. Like, hi, my name is Nasha Barton. I've been teaching here for a year. I just want to introduce myself. Or maybe would you like to have lunch sometime? And that way you can build up some courage the next time when you have lunch with them. You know, months. Yeah, be like, yeah, let's plan this out. Yeah, in three months. But you want to challenge yourself. Get out of your yeah, comfort zone. You're never good. going to that's build good. that meaningful communication mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. could build and bring into your marriage if you're always just staying to yourself, keeping emotions to yourself and feelings. You're not talking to God about it. You're not talking to people about it. You're not praying about it. Um, really encourage you to step out of your comfort zone. Then something else, I guess this is the teacher in me, write down your feelings. Maybe that would be a good start for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Write down how you feel that day. Just write down everything. At least you're getting it out and not keeping it in. Yeah, that's good. That would go a long way to what you were saying. There's that you're not the only family that does that. A lot of Christians do that in general. Uh, You know, we think, oh, we can't express how we feel, you know, and, and, and it's work to communicate effectively. I think you would both agree. It takes work. It doesn't just happen because you're dealing with two people, two very different individuals in most cases because opposites attract. <laughs> so it's two, and it takes work to communicate and, and to effectively. And so I think that goes a long way, you know, that advice that you gave to write things down, start journaling. I'm a big, I journal even today, I did my journaling. Uh, Because to me, it's very important to just get it on paper, get it on paper. Because it's gonna help you to better communicate. I've said it before, on the stage, singing, talking, comes very naturally to me. I've been on the stage since I was a kid. One-on-one, this right here is good. One-on-one communication with someone, just sitting in a room, God's working with me on that. I'm learning how to do that uh, because, you know, it's not a script. It's not the anointing. (laughs) But I've asked him for the anointing to be a good communicator. I've asked him that. And so uh, it it really does go a long way uh, when we uh, pray, study the word and the individual. It does go a long way. That's excellent advice. Do anything you want to add to the conversation? I see you have your Bible there. So. <laughs> oh, there, there is a scripture that yeah. I want to say, but I, I just realized there was one more. Yeah, point. go ahead. Um, now, this may be a little bit harder to do than the other ones because, especially if you're someone who's a little more shy and 
are not used to talking to people already, but I did write down here that you want to pursue constructive criticism. Mm -hmm. um, if you're someone who can take it, but know the intentions of the person. So if you have a boss or a coworker, you say, you know, I just want to know your feedback and how I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I want to know what you think and stuff like that. That way, when you get into marriage and your wife or husband tell you, you did this wrong, you're not crushed. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, you're not crushed right, because you right. have practiced with receiving constructive right. credit. We all have things that yeah. we can continue to work on in our personal lives, in our profession. So uh, pursue constructive criticism, even if it's like hard to take, you know, maybe go write it down and stuff, but that's going to help you groom you for a marriage where mm -hmm. you're able to take that from your spouse. Mm -hmm. um, but I did have a, a verse that um, came from Colossians 4 and 6 that says, let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer everyone. So um, especially, you know, just speaking to wise from my heart, just make sure that it's seasoned with grace when you're coming to your husband, you're saying something, and maybe you're frustrated about it, maybe you said it before. Approach the situation with grace, the way God approaches us with grace. Mm -hmm. um, we don't ever want to come off like we just tired of being sick and tired of them and <laughs> I mean this is the hundredth time I told you that's not approaching a situation with grace yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> um because I'm sure you know the situation was flipped they could probably say the same yeah. thing about us it's just harder for us to see ourselves sometimes <laughs> but no, seriously just approach try to approach the situation talking to your husband with grace I promise you you're going to get way more out of him if mm. you speak to him in a graceful manner than in a uh more um, you know, a, a serious tone or disrespectful or demeaning or belittling manner. So uh, always let your words be seasoned with grace. That's good. I, I agree with her. And I just had a verse coming um, to my mind. I can't remember the actual verse, so maybe someone can help me out. But a soft answer turns away. Proverbs uh, 15. Proverbs mm -hmm. 15, yeah. exactly. I, I love that's that. That's a good and one. I think that's big with, with her and me, you know, mm -hmm. just approaching the situation yeah. gently. That's you good. Know, softly, and it's gonna help de-escalate whatever you know. <laughs> anger, pressure, right, been, you know, right. Built up, so I think that's a good one. That's good. Up. A soft answer turns away wrath, and the rest of it says, "But grievous words stirs uh, up anger." Yeah. yeah, and we can diffuse. We can pour water on a situation, <laughs> or we could pour more fuel. <laughs> and so I think. That soft answer, and that takes work. Again, it takes work because that goes against what some of us are wired. <laughs> when you, you know you get to that point where you're like, "I'm up to here," not even up to here, up to here, <laughs> and now you have to go have a conversation, and you're just like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah." That's that's uh, that's I tell you, that's not just in marriage. It's in in any situation that you're in. I mean, you can have a horrible boss that you have to deal with every day. <laughs> and you have to learn, because communication is more than words, body language. We didn't talk about body language. <laughs> body language, sometimes that they see before you even open your mouth. So if you walk in the room and Nate's just sitting like this, and she's know. ready to talk, I'm ready to talk. And you're like, oh. <laughs> I'm not ready for that conversation because this this is, you know, a lot of times we'll do this when we're cold in a room. I make sure I don't sit this way when someone is up teaching me. I don't know if you've learned that, but when you sit this way, either you're cold or you're guarded. And so most of the time I'm freezing. So I, it's a habit and I'm like, oh, 
You know, John Maxwell taught us, <laughs> you know, uh, to sit, to sit not with folding your arms because it's like, oh, what do you got to tell me? So, you know, when we come into the room and, you know, she's sitting that way or you're sitting that way, body language says a lot. And you can say something, but your facial expressions can say something else, right? I'm good with facial expressions. <laughs> Sometimes I catch myself, I'm like, oh, I hope they didn't see that. <laughs> Did my face say that? <laughs> So yeah, it, that's so important. You guys gave such like nuggets of wisdom throughout this conversation. Uh, for those watching, uh, there will be a replay. You can go back and listen to it. But I think you guys, um, or the both of you, uh, gave some good, solid advice, gave us some insight into your stories, you know, into your courtship, into your <laughs> communication struggles, and then uh, where you're at now, you know, uh, where communication, it's, we're all a work in progress, obviously. We're all learning things uh, in communication. One resource he gave, she gave prayer and the Bible, and I'll give you one more resource. Uh, my mentor, John Maxwell, has a book called Everyone Communicates But Few Connect. And it's an awesome book uh, for, and it gives three things for you as an individual and then for you on a team and then for you if you lead a business or an organization. It shows you how to communicate in those three arenas. And so uh, it's not just about, you know, you standing up and just talking to people and making sure, but no, it's connecting with the individual. And that's what you're talking about, that heart and mind connection uh, between the two, so important. So very important. Did you enjoy this this evening? Yes. So I can tell you we're definitely going to have them back um, because they have a number of topics that they can talk about. And so uh, we'll definitely have them back um, very soon. So uh, you send me another email as to what we'll do next. Um, this was very good. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. I have your coins in my office and I will give them to you uh, afterwards, your little memento for, the, for taking the time and being with us. Come on and give them a hand Thanks and God bless you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Well, are you ready to give tonight? All right. So if you're watching online, you can do so by going to fathershousefamilychurch.com or you can give through our PushPay app by texting FHFC to 77977. You'll get a link if you've given for the first time and you can uh, set up an account with our PushPay app and you can give there. We are so grateful for the opportunity to give every time we have that opportunity in this church. We don't pass it by. We say we don't have to give, we get to give, amen? So let's go before the Lord tonight and thank him for the opportunity. Father, we thank you. Everything that you do is good, and we love your plan. I thank you, Father, for the words that went forth tonight. I thank you, Father, that every hearer, their ears were open and that they heard it, they received it, and that you'll bring it back to their remembrance. Father, you see where each one of us is in our lives, in our marriages, or whether we're single, wherever we are in our walk with you, we thank you for the Holy Spirit who can teach us to develop good and effective communication because communication is important to you. We thank you, Father, for the things that we learned, and we sow towards that tonight. We thank you that as we give tonight, we receive even more revelation because we open our hearts to it, and we connect with what you are doing and what you want to accomplish in our lives. We give you praise and honor for it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Glory.
Well, tomorrow evening we have our National Day of Prayer uh, observance service. We'll be here at 7 p.m. for those who can make it in person. I encourage you to come in person if you can. Uh, it, it, I think uh, the anointing in services like that is something you want to be in the room for. If you can't join us uh, in person, you can join online. We will be streaming the event uh, and it will start at 7 o'clock sharp tomorrow evening. So thank you for coming out. Thank you again, the Martins. Thank we you. appreciate you. Remember to check them out on YouTube, the Craig and Nasha show, and also on YouTube, uh, on uh, Facebook and Twitter, I guess. <laughs> He's a famous Twitter guy here. <laughs> All right, have a good evening. God bless you, and we'll see you tomorrow evening. Thanks.